All right, everybody, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures podcast. I wanted to tell everyone about a new way that you can support us. We have a link now in the description of every single episode on Spotify, and it gives you an option to donate to us. So we'd really appreciate if you would consider that. Um, The prices are literally anywhere from $1 to $10, so none of that's going to break the bank, but... Um, If you enjoy our content, it's a way for you to support us and help us continue to get better equipment, record better episodes, and keep getting better podcasts out there for you guys to listen to. So we thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to us, and let's get into another podcast. Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. Yes. All right, everyone. Hudson said yes to start off the episode. Here we are, episode 58, Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, coming at you live on a beautiful stretch of weather. Hudson, how are you doing? Yes. We are tired, Glenny. Uh... We had work today, yawn. Uh, we had a workout today, freaking sick. Got the test booster going. And then we had COVID midweek or uh, China uh, disease, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the one that was fabricated in the lab. And uh, didn't really hit me that hard, though. I had some sinus stuff. You can kind of still hear that in my voice. Uh, besides that, I lost my taste and smell for a day and a half, uh, probably like two days, uh, was really pissed about it. But then I had some black coffee like Thursday morning, Friday morning, knocked it out. That's the only way I could probably drink freaking disgusting coffee is if I had COVID. Well, I'm, I'm turned into a black coffee drinker now cause I'm avoiding I was already not really consuming, like, sugary drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to try and go for zero sugar. But now I'm just blocking out any, like, doesn't matter if it's artificially sweetened with different stuff besides sugar or whatever. I'm just kind of Xing everything out. So my my intake is water and black coffee for the past week so far. So, Dude, you're going to be a freaking testosterone-fueled beast soon. Your hormones can't yeah, be jacked so. up if you're not jacking them up, you know? I hope so, man. I hope so. Right now we're sitting, I don't know what a normal test score is. We're sitting at about two. Uh, <laughs> Thousand. <laughs> uh, but So only going up from there. That's right. Uh, and by test, you mean um, your score, the passing test on your COVID test, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, fun fact for all you listeners, I scored a perfect ACT score. Don't You don't have to look up the public records on it, but uh didn't happen. I'm sorry. I just felt like lying to you all. Uh, listen, before we got on this podcast, if our listeners that listened to last episode remember, which if you haven't, man, last episode was great. Learned a ton if you want to learn more about bass fishing from a guy who... Literally, that is all he does. I mean, quite frankly, that's all he does. I mean, he averages three out of seven days a week. He's on the water. 
Um, you know, we'll say it's probably a PG 13 episode, you know, but sure. By golly, yeah. you'll learn a few things. I'll tell you that you do, you know, a uh, great one to listen to. But anyways, we had mentioned it, uh, you know, Scott had said that he wasn't seeing any crawfish or crawdads, whichever one. There's the same thing, right? Glenn. Correct. Okay. Whichever one you prefer. We kind of call them crawdads here, but if you're a Cajun boy, then you probably call them crawfish, but, um, Hudson, <laughs> you're getting to stop. You're an absolute friggin' robot right now. Yeah, you are for me too. Good grief. All right. Okay, we're back after technical difficulties. Hudson, fill us in on the crawfish situation, aka crawdads. Well, Fun fact Scott as had- a 10 year old, I one time spent about two hours going through crawfish titled YouTube videos. And commented every time it's pronounced crawdad. So that's 10-year-old Glenn on YouTube. Quite a menace. You, gosh. <laughs> um, wow. We'll come back to that probably later. But uh, Scott had mentioned that he wasn't really seeing very many crawdads in uh, Texoma. He, I mean, almost none, he said. I don't think he's seen one in... A fish he caught's mouth. He's not seeing them, you know, anywhere. And Glenn mentions that, what was it? The What river? Where were you at? Upper Illinois. Upper Illinois. And you were saying what about it? Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, that they, a guide I was fishing with, he wasn't like a they, them. He was just he. I said they as in him and his friends had not seen uh, any crawdads. Okay. And so we were like, huh, I wonder if there's something to that. Just saw a video posted by the Louisiana State Department of Agriculture putting out an announcement that the crawfish harvest this year is not looking good. Um, they're not really sure why, but a lot of the areas where they're getting their numbers reported so far are extremely low. Uh, they have one area in the state that they said was doing good and uh, well, doing really good, they said, but the other normal parts were um, just not producing. Yeah. I uh, I watched a video from a uh, like a crawfish farmer guy, and he was talking about that too. His um, blame was just on drought. Um, I guess like, you know, obviously – Crawdads live in swamps and wetlands, and wetlands aren't always wet. The bayou, you know, wetlands aren't always wet. They're just mostly wet. And so, you know, crawfish, when it's dry, burrow down in there, Joe burrow down into the dirt and uh, survive. However, uh, it's been so dry that they had to go so deep that their tunnels collapsed. That's this guy's theory. Ah. Um, and then they get trapped and can't get out. And that's especially, you know, like maybe some of the smaller ones didn't tunnel as deep and maybe they survived, but, um, they, uh, just weren't able to, uh, you know, get back out. So that's his theory on a lot of them. Um, the areas that are doing good, he blamed it on a better soil, like clay soils that, um, might hold water. 
a little more. So uh, that was his theory for this year. But yeah, crawfish is very expensive. My uh, my boss at work, her husband's from Louisiana, does a big crawfish boil for our whole work department down in Dallas each year. And she said he is absolutely distraught right now. He doesn't know what to do. Because, like, you know, it's like, I mean, you need a lot of crawfish for, like, a big yeah. party, you know? Like, probably, yeah. I don't. A lot. I'm not going to guess on numbers, but, like, let's say at least 20 to 30 pounds, you know, and it's 15 to 20 bucks a pound right now. So you do some math on that. It gets pretty expensive. I think we should start an Oklahoma crawfish farm. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's, that's where I was going with all this. So, I mean, I guess this is the time. We better announce it. Um, Yellow hat crawfish, red as can be. <laughs> that's right, brother. The mud bugs, margaritas, and moonshine. That's what we're known for around here. Amen, brother. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder. I think that's probably a part of it. Um, I also do wonder. Um, I can't remember, and you may be remembering, but... Was Probably. Scott saying just that was a problem in the last year, or was he saying that's been like a long-term, you know, few-year problem? I think he said the last few years Okay, down in Texoma. He's just not been seeing any. Okay. Um, so that could be a separate issue with Texoma, but yeah, I don't know. Well, that was my um, recollection as well, and um, the guy I was talking to about the Upper Illinois. So, yeah, maybe it is drought. Maybe uh, – I think probably like anything, like the turkey numbers being down or whatever, um, you know, there's probably a host of factors playing into it. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty crazy. And it kind of sucks. Dude, have you ever had like a big old crawfish boil? I've never had a big one, but when me and Gibson went elk hunting and stayed with Ted. Oh, yeah? Uh, from Louisiana. He had ordered uh, uh, some crawfish shipped to him from louisiana from oh. a guy and he boiled them up for us and yeah it was it was my first time i ever had crawfish and it was good yeah yeah that's awesome that gets me fired up my cousin did it once for uh his daughter's um graduation and my word it was awesome it was just a it, just an experience you get the white tables out there there's just yeah. five rolls of paper towels and then 50 pounds of freaking crawfish out there. And you just, you pony up, belly up to the table and you start eating. Yeah. And when you stop, there's probably going to be so many more you get guilted into eating again. Your lips are on fire. There's steam yeah, coming dude. out of your ears. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely an issue. I wonder... Um, did he say, though, that he was still getting bites on crawfish baits? I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I think he said he's not throwing crawfish because he I, – I, I don't think so. I'll say that. Maybe I need to go re-listen to Scott's episode. Yeah. Maybe we all do. Huh? Probably so huh? before I go fish the first time this year. Dude, I'm, I am itching to go. There's just there's a chance I I go this weekend. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not going to catch anything, but I'm just I'm in the mood now. Scott talked me into it. I went and went over to Bass Pro Cabell's, burned up some gift cards, got me a little. Oh man, got me some deep diving crankbaits and a freaking 
Alabama rig, bro. I'm feeling you got an ready. Alabama rig? Oh yeah, dude. And I fixed my heavy action rod, the tip, which I I probably should have taken a video on this. Um, but I uh, the top eyelet was like broken, so it was like cutting my line. Dude, it's so easy to fix that. You just literally like you get this new eyelet at the store or whatever. It's like five bucks and it even comes with glue and like three different little eyelets and then uh you just melt you just put a little lighter under the tip it melts the glue slides the broken one slides right off you light the glue on fire get it warm slather it on there and then stuff that new um tip on there and you're good to go freaking awesome i mean just 45 seconds and you're, you're ready to fish again so um I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, I got the got my heavy action back in order. So uh yeah, dude, I'm ready to throw some A rigs. I am excited as well. I'm excited. I think I'm gonna hit the wacky rig a lot more this year. Dude, yes. Are you gonna only finish gonna... Yamamoto? Yamamoto. Gary Yamamoto. I will say I I wonder, you know. If we need to do like a translation episode of that one that we did with Scott, because there is probably some people who maybe aren't in as deep into the bass fishing world that are like, what the heck is a chatterbait? What is a wacky rig? Oh, uh, one of our faithful listeners, Daxton Stout, we were talking about uh, chatterbaits because he was asking about that. Yeah, dude. And I looked, I mean, the jackhammers look good. They are expensive though. He <laughs> says he's got like three hundred. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're like seventeen bucks a pop, dude. Oh, Sixteen gosh. bucks. So yeah, you do the math there. But hey, he's a man of one talent. Well, <laughs> that's not true. Of one <laughs> focus, one mission, and that's catching bass and kicking at. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, um. Before we get into our main topic, I have one more question for you. Hit me. Have you seen those Apple VR goggles that are out? I have, have indeed. Videos? Yeah. I, I'm interested in your thoughts. I think I've decided I will never buy one or use one. I just quite... It creeps me out. Yeah. I think that... Dude, this is going to get me deep down a conspiracy theory pass, and I'm okay to take it. I'm going to say this. I genuinely, like, this may, like, that may be, like, that piece of technology that goes too far. It's terrifying uh, what you can do with it. Like, like I just watched, a, like, a guy giving a demo, just demonstrating it. Was it the um, one in his house? Yeah, and he's got, like... He's got a screen on the wall with entertainment. He's got a music like window open by his keyboard, and he's got like all these different like tabs open just around his whole living room. And I mean, listen, I somebody made a good point I saw, and they were asking what what problem is this solving for us? You know, we already have all this information at our fingertips. You know, if I if I want to be entertained, I'll go sit in front of my TV. If I want to, you know, play a game, I'll go to my computer. If I need to look something up, I have my phone on me. Why do I need 
to have all of that all the time in my vision every second of the day just burning the dopamine from my skull like it's already like i already am like man too much too much screen time got to watch out for that and now it's like i mean people are it's like it's screen time all the time baby bro yes it's it, it, it's like it's this i think it's going to be like so like we all know that like already humans are just destroying their brains like and this is you know me sliding down a slippery slope here but i mean there is stuff that truly is frying our brains like everybody's you know people are watching stuff they shouldn't watch on the internet you've got these uh you know unlimited youtube videos you just have scrolling constantly then you have 30 second 10 second five second tiktoks just boom 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 you're scrolling through instagram boom 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 you freaking pull up uh facebook boom 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 you walk around and you've always got one airpod in it's just like everyone's brains are going to be absolutely fried by these constant dopamine hits and like we we look at like and listen to these podcasts of like truly like amazing like human beings like whatever goggins or andrew huberman or cam haynes or whatever and like these guys like are like insane humans because like they get that dopamine from being insane not from just constantly overstimulating their brain you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's uh, it terrifies me. If somebody has one that is listening to this, let us know what you're thinking of it if you are using one because I'd be interested to hear. I don't know anybody that has one. I mean, I don't, they haven't been out for very long. I'm also – Apple's doing some kind of marketing thing because I'm seeing way too many people use Bro. these things out in public. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. definitely marketing from Apple and they're yep. just planting that. Absol- dude, absolutely. In there, and it's so sneaky. It's like you see the tick, whatever TikTok or Instagram reel. I don't have TikTok, but I have reels, so it's the same thing. But like you see it on there, and then like you have like four people send it to you, and then even like today I was reading like a news article, and it referenced those like videos. There's like only three videos that I've seen, but I've seen them referenced by like a bazillion yeah. different people. It's like there's like the cyber tr- – like, dude, maybe we're in a – we're already maybe in the alternate fabricated reality or whatever. But you got the cyber truck one. You got yeah. the guy walking across the street. Yeah. You got the guy in the subway typing. Yep. And then you've got the one in the house. There's four yeah. videos. Yeah. There's not any more. There's no more. I haven't seen any other ones. But those yeah. four have probably popped up through different avenues – Probably four or five times today and yesterday. I don't know, it, dude. I'm I'm going. We're slip, slipping down the conspiracy theory path. path yeah. but it's crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, and I'll say I saw a comment on one of the ten videos of the subway guy, and somebody was like, "This dude just paid three grand for goggles and is still like taking a subway somewhere. Like he's." Like they they were like I feel. Also, why would you ever 
I mean, I obviously they're we have we're convinced that this is Apple marketing and all this stuff, and they're trying to normalize it. But like, man, what a stupid thing to do to wear that out in public. I I mean, I feel like you'd get robbed so fast. Yeah. Maybe not even the, for the goggles, but like if you're sitting on a bench, not really aware of your surroundings, somebody could just walk by and snag like your backpack or something. I don't know. Yeah, or just know, hey. This guy's got an extra thirty five hundred bucks to throw down the freaking drain, so let's steal it from him. Steal his brand new iPhone. His, I guarantee you, they've got a- Apple AirPod Max, whatever things. Probably got a fat wallet of credit cards. You know, it's just like yeah, perfect prime target. This dude's not even in this universe right now. I don't know, dude. I'm like. This stuff could truly like destroy like everything we care about, dude. I I'm I I just uh, it really creeps me out. And you know, I was a big fan of uh, of Ready Player One. I don't know if anybody saw that movie or read the book, uh, but it's about you know uh, a in the near distant future, America. Uh, everybody plays this game on in their virtual reality headsets but like they can also like feel stuff inside the game from these suits dude we're not far i promise and we're not far no dude we're not i saw a video of a of a uh it was a google uh product where they had developed a omnidirectional um you know treadmill but instead of looking like a big bulky oh, yes. treadmill it was almost like a flat surface yes. and it would just like it would automatically read what direction you were going and the speed you were going, and like you could just keep walking and not, and it would just keep you in the middle of this. Yes, like, dude, I platform. saw that. Dude, it's gonna be. I, I wonder, like, truthfully, if it's gonna give us like dopamine hits, like drugs. You know what I mean? Where it's so strong, like then you can't function yeah. without it. I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't know, but hey, this is an outdoors podcast. What do we know? No, I'm serious. So think about this. Like, obviously, I I worry, like, dude, it's going to just destroy all human connection. You know, like, you're going to have a virtual girlfriend and a freaking virtual dog, and you're only going to (laughs) see Webkins, bro. Uh, (laughs) Like, you're only going to see your virtual friends on there and all that stuff. But, like, dude, like. If you got that just over, like, and you got this thing, you walk around and you're in the same place, but it feels like you're all these other places. What's going to be the appeal of going out to the mountains? I know, yeah. And you can't yeah, charge you- your freaking Apple headset pro VR goggle thing. Is yeah. that going to destroy, like, the, I mean, the very reason we go out there? Yeah, it's uh, just had a business idea. Uh, it, it is no. scary to a business idea to take advantage of it. Perfect. Uh, like whenever, like, what if we got like a, uh, you know, like one of the Google Earth cameras or something, but we uh-huh. just took it out with us whenever we go hunting or yep. somewhere. Yeah, and then we just sell it to Apple and be like, hey, this is a new environment people can sit in for a while. Yeah, like with your VR headsets that would be contributing to the monster. I'd kind of feel bad about it, but if the price was right, well, it's like, uh, Joe Rogan said the other day, he's like, I'll just find another trailhead. (laughs) Maybe less people would go out on the trails and we'd have more elk to ourselves. Yeah. 
more public yeah, opportunities. I, man, it's it is it is scary though that yeah, I mean it's going to really take a hit on the youth, and you really hope you really hope that one the government will spend its ad council money warning parents against. I mean, obviously, already they need to be warning against tablet use and stuff because. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the illiteracy thing? Uh-uh. Yeah, a lot of teachers across the country of younger children or of children that need should be at a, you know, a competent reading level, like reading, you know, 100-page books and stuff. They say they can't read. They ju- they like can't these, they can't these read. These kids it. can't read. Yeah. They can't. <sighs> because of like they I mean, I I they, they don't really know why. But there's like there's a I am I I'll admit I haven't talked to any personally, but I've just seen stories about it and like read about it where some of these teachers are like, yeah, I mean it's it literally terrifies me. My kid like the kids in my class they like oh one of them said like sixth graders like they were doing like basic level like phonics stuff. Sixth. Yes. Oh boy. And I mean, I imagine it's it's you know kids getting their hands on tablets and stuff too early, and not that that hasn't that didn't happen, you know, with kids that were slightly younger than us, but I think it like it's a whole new level because it's like especially with COVID, dude. Yeah. Like COVID, it's like oh okay, well we're doing schoolwork on on the computers, but also we don't really have a way to keep you from playing Roblox or Minecraft or watching TikTok and YouTube videos while you're supposed to be doing, you know, your work. And like, you're all like, I feel like they're always multitasking to a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wonder, I mean, that's probably got to affect something, man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, once again, I haven't seen that in like, a, you know, like a 60 minutes like feature or something or anything. That's just kind of what I've seen on like different little articles that I've read. But yeah. I do want to ask some of our friends that are teachers, like what their, uh, what their experiences are just around here around the city. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure someone that listens to this, it knows a teacher or is one and I'm, yeah, I'd be interested and, you know, to weigh in on it. And maybe, Maybe this is Oklahoma's path back to the top of education, baby. <laughs> you know, like how I said. Back. Sorry, I freaking I choked on a flea. <laughs> a flea? Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to be funny, and it that was a Idiots. swing and a miss. Idiot. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, but that stuff is scary, and uh, it's definitely going to be worrisome. We were just talking about how the outdoor industry's kind of taken off a little bit from those yeah. figures that you mentioned, yeah. like Cam Haynes and Joe Rogan and stuff. Uh, I think I think stuff like this is gonna be a be a big setback for it, dude. Here's the other, I mean, but think about there is some really cool like applications for this. Like think of a like a bow hunter game, dude. Where yeah. you've got a I mean, you're walking on that little pad. You're having to be freaking stealthy, silent. And you're just creeping and creeping and cover a video game. Um, attach it to your bow. You know what I mean? Like, just have some way to, like, scan your bow or whatever. And, uh-huh. it, and it would know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, I am wondering whenever, because I don't know how much computing power it has, but I imagine once that increases, like, it's going to be, like, I worry it's going to put people at disadvantages that aren't having it on all the time in terms of doing tasks. I don't you know? care. Yeah, I'll be behind. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's how I am too. You know, I never thought that I'd kind of be one of those people that wasn't going to embrace some kind of new technology. And I know people have overreacted to technologies in the past, but, but this one just, this one freaks me out, you know? And like right now, like AI is crazy, but we, there's still like a harness on it, you know? And I think it's interesting to interact with. Um, but dude, you combine these two things. That's what makes me nervous is like, you start thinking about the, uh, AI learning from watching like how humans use these things like taking all that data where your eyes look where what your habits are to do what trains your brain dude here it is this is the way ai learns to defeat us yeah yeah (laughs) that's a that's a wild how's that how's that for freaking alex glenn adams jones over here you know well <laughs> i'm not worried yelling. i'm not worried about um i don't know like m- me and my loved ones and stuff because i mean i <laughs> i'll go survive it's not, but right. um and i say that like not not and not assuming that there's going to be a total like terminator level <laughs> apocalypse coming but just like you know a lot We've of made like, it like you said folks like if people are using this and like i'm like in corporate america or whatever we're at a disadvantage because we're not utilizing this technology i will i'll pivot i'll pivot to whatever um you know, personally, I'm worried about the literacy thing uh, because that's what I want to do with my entire life. But uh, oh, hey, I found a found a uh, this guy bought a magazine called the Mountain Gazette. All right, that sounds awesome. Used to be like really big back in like the 70s and 80s. It was just about like kind of mountain living and stuff. Yeah, it was basically done. This guy bought it. I got it. I got, I saw this on Instagram. Met the the owner in a bar in Denver at eight thirty a.m. and the price of the bill of sale was a beer. Bought the dude a beer. Takes this over. They're re, they. It's not an online publication. He's. It's only like purely print. Purely print. Like you sign up, you know, with a subscription, and a lot of it is made up of submissions from like artists or writers or like photography from the mountains and stuff and he's like i'm just gonna bring it bring it back in a cost efficient way and that's what they're doing i thought it was pretty cool dude that's awesome i love old school stuff like that yeah that's great so you're gonna be the editor no but i did i did uh sign up uh to send in a submission sweet uh tell the story of uh, going elk hunting. So that'll be cool. Yeah. If that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, that's a cool publication. I hope that it, um, you know, goes into something, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're kind of coming full circle. We're getting the crazy technology and now 
depending on your view, either the cool people are reverting back to old school methods and ways or the, uh, the idiots. <laughs> but uh, well, either way, we're cheering for it. So anyways, let's get back on uh, bass fishing. Where Dude. is your number one spot that you're going to hit up by your house now? I don't know. I've been. Uh, I may spend a little time this afternoon chewing on that um, proposition. Um, I don't really want to fish muddy water, and just right now, summertime, fine. But kind of just thinking. Okay. Well, here's my thought. In Oklahoma, someone might disagree with me f- with this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stand pretty firm on this. There are not the likelihood of you catching a 10 pound bass north of I-40 gets exponentially slimmer. Okay. That's what Scott was saying, wasn't he? Pretty Pretty much. much. I mean, yeah, like I think it's pretty common knowledge. If you want to catch you, if you want your best chance at a 10 pounder, you need to stay South of I-40. I'm going to, I think that's really fair. Um, so that, uh, kind of screws me over because I'm about an hour north of I-40. Um, but really, I wouldn't mind fishing some lakes that are south of me but north of I-40. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm going to upset somebody by saying some of these lakes, but um, where I'm probably going to fish, um, most likely on my list, is going to be... Um, at Okmulgee or Dripping Springs. Um, that's my two thoughts right now. Um, Have you fished those before? Nope. Nope. I just know that they're pretty clear water. Um, I also am wanting to throw the Alabama rig, and I don't really <laughs> want to fish like a lake with a ton of stumps and stuff. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of my two uh, thoughts right now. Um, also, just... A honorable mention is Okima Lake. Um, I probably won't fish Prague, Prague Lake um, without, or Man. just right right now. Um, then you we got Bell to. Cow, Chandler, Shroud, all great lakes, but those three are pretty muddy. Good summertime lakes, but I probably won't spend a lot of time now on them. I'm not going to hit any of the big lakes. Um there's a couple small lakes around Tulsa. Um, one that's kind of near Sand Springs. It's called Shell Lake. I don't know anything about it. Uh, seems interesting. Then there's one called Bixhoma. That's down by Bixby. And it is just crystal clear. Just a beautiful little lake. Um, but it's it's pretty tough fishing. I think I've got a good idea now that I understand it a little more. Fish there one day uh, this fall and... Um, it was a great little lake, but uh, haven't you know? I just haven't really spent a lot of time dialing in any of these lakes. But um, there's also another kind of a, um, I'm just gonna say an oxbow on um, one of the big rivers here, and uh, it just it piques my interest. You know, I'm like, I don't know what's swimming around in here, but feel like if there's a lot of striper and sand bass and stuff in the river then maybe they tuck up in here and be out of the current and out of the big river so i don't know just a probably a little place i'll explore um 
But uh, I don't know. Just another thought. Man, I think, one, I definitely want to meet you at a, uh, when we get a nice clear Saturday or something. Because um, that's about same distance between us, right? Or is that a little further for you? Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty close. Um, I think, I think, what's your, what's your best fish out of Okima? We repeat because that. What, I, what's my best what? Sorry, what's your what's your best bass out of Okima? On there, minimum. I think the secrets of, and it looks beautiful. real nice. It's beautiful. I mean, there's good fish looks, in there. There, there, there is a hundred percent. There's good fish in there. Um, I just, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. To be fair, I think the last time that I was out there, it was windy as heck, and we were getting tossed around. Um, but man, I don't know. Every time I'm out there, I'm just thinking to myself, like, any cast that I throw could be a freaking giant. Yeah, this next one could be it. Haven't found it, but man, you love to have lakes like that. You know, keeps right. on your toes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Scott. Uh, if I'm if I'm going for my ten pounder, I'm I'm gonna stay pretty far southeast. Hit a lot of those. Um, honestly, if it was just me, I'd probably hit a lot of those small lakes. Partially because I think I'd have a better chance of figuring them out quick. Partially because I don't have a big bass boat. Um, but dude, I think a lot of those little small lakes down there have some good fish in there. Good fish. And we hit one. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It was uh, just south of Duncan. Um, yeah, dude. It wasn't like Duncan Lake. Yeah. But, oh, what? Dude, I just I, I post. I was down there, Clear Creek. I think that's it. Because there's three. Uh, there's Clear Creek, yeah. Creek Future, or something like that. Yeah, and one more. I think uh, it was. I think it was Clear Creek, but pretty, pretty place. And there's good fish in there. I and I, I've only been once, Humphrey, but I really want to go. Humphrey back. Clear Creek, Humphrey. and um, then the other one is Fuqua. There they What'd are. You just say? Fuqua, baby. That's the big three. COVID's a whole lot of Fuqua. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Never mind. <laughs> that's that's Comanche country down there. I wonder that if is. that's a Comanche name. Well, um, one of those lakes, um, my dad was telling me back back in the day, you know, like probably the nineties or whatever. 40s. Yeah. Yeah, back before they had <laughs> electricity. Um they uh was on fire. And I think it was Fuqua. Um, but you know, it's funny, all these little lakes have these cycles, um, where, yeah, where it's like, don't talk about, you know, whatever, but that lake has it's like American horse. I know, I know. There was a day when hey. that place was hot, hot to too trot. many, too many of those five plus pounders got yanked out of there. Yeah. Well, I yanked and them out, now, but I put them back. So yeah, 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 yeah. Now, or they got eight by the giant catfish that are in there but catfish are getting yanked out of there too pretty much every evening i believe probably but i bet there's there's some giant ones in there dude whenever you could hear them croaking (laughs) oh man it vibrate your tube (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'll leave and that. we would and just I, leave you like, in the I, dust because you didn't have flippers. <laughs> you, I, you wouldn't leave me in the dust. I kept up for the most no, part. No, you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Because there was that one time where it was us all moving, and then we lost Connor Wallstad in the darkness. And yeah. I was keeping up with the group. Connor fell behind, and I was probably barefoot. And you were freaking. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear this leaving me behind stuff because I wasn't using flippers because I wasn't rich enough to afford them. Oh. I don't want to hear that. Sorry that I had to walk barefoot through freaking sticker briars and all this stuff, and had my feet bleed and my toes sucked on by a little catfish. <laughs> Isn't that why you went they to Thailand me. this spring? <laughs> to the little thing where you put your feet in the fish tank? I and they eat off your... That. You've never seen that? No, send it to me. Send me a few videos, actually. Yeah. <laughs> For research purposes. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't even know where I was, how we got to you walking through the green briar. But yeah, you never... I feel like you didn't even bring shoes. You would just... Actually, you did. No, you had I, some old lawn mowing shoes that you would wear to the water's edge, leave them, and then you'd you'd go yeah. barefoot. Yeah, well, that time that I had to walk through, I didn't even i I think I just had like flip flops or something. I left them in the truck, and uh, you know, some say I never fully recovered from that because you know now I now I don't even walk anymore. So I think I yeah, there was a uh, one time out there that have you. Hold on, real quick. We're kind of coming towards the end of this episode. You have any big uh, game warden scares? Uh uh-uh. uh In your time, none. Honestly, like none I mean, you're like, man, I hope a game warden doesn't come up here right now. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> Where are you going with this, buddy? I I just thought you might have a story. I had a story. Well, I, 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 I have stories. I have one. I have one. I have one. I'll I'll share. Uh, on my way back from American Horse, uh, me and Rob and Landon uh, got a flat tire on the trailer to Rob's boat, and we're sitting on the side of the road waiting for a uh, shout-out to Harold Greer uh, to bring us a tire or a new like Golly. wheel for the Long trailer. drive for Harold right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it was kind of one of those where it uh, – yeah, I, I don't know why. Maybe we should have just – backed the trailer into the ditch and just left it and went and got it or left me and landing with the boat and i i don't know anyway yeah. harold decided he was going to take one for the team and stop by tractor supply and bring us a tire and um we got our butts kicked this was like the first week of march i mean we got toasted out there and um or at least i did we're waiting on Harold, and um, this truck pulls up, and he's like, hey, you guys all right? And we're like, yes, sir, just had a blowout on the uh, trailer. We're just waiting on a tire. We just got done fishing. How'd you do? Jack squat. It was a you know an absolute waste of the day, but we had a good time doing it. And uh, he goes, well, boys, you know there's a pond right, right behind them trees right there. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, it's got good fish in it. Why don't you just hop the fence and go, go catch a few? We're like, oh, okay. So, well, 
you sure? He's like, yeah, there's good fish in there. I'm like, all right, man. Well, thanks for the info. He's like, yeah, you guys, you know, just let me know if you need anything. I live up over the hill, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, so we kind of sitting there and kind of like, hmm, wonder what the pond looks like. <laughs> and uh, Lynn kind of like looks at me with a smile. He's like, well, like, should we go check it out? And I was like, I'm, I'm, we're going to be waiting here. We're like, why not? And I was like, Rob, you in? He's like, dude, my dad would kill me if you if I was fishing when he showed up. And I'm like, me and Landon kind of looked at each other, looked at him, we're like, ah, okay, have fun. <laughs> and so we started walking down the road, and um, we hop over this little fence and go into the trees, and there's this beautiful little crystal clear pond. I mean, we were just like, what the? Like, it felt like the Garden of Eden. Not actually, but you know, like you kind of walk through these gross trees, yeah. you come over this little dam, and it's... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Come over the levee, and uh, it's just perfect, beautiful, little picturesque pond. I mean, just crystal clear water, just a tiny bit of moss starting to grow up, you know, with the warm sunshine. And uh, I look at land, I'm like, dude, game on, bro. (laughs) And I sling my spinnerbait out there, and, you know, I'm kind of making my way around the pond. And uh, about 10 casts in, I sling it out there and just boom. I hooked up with like a five and a half. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I pulled it in and we were just kind of laughing, but also just like in awe. And uh, so Landon takes a picture and we kind of looked at each other like, ah, we we probably should get out of here. (laughs) We pressed our luck enough. We we got, uh, got the reward. And uh, so we hop the fence and go back, and Rob's waiting on us. Like, Rob, dude, you're not going to believe it. (laughs) Pulled out. He's like, what the heck, you know? (laughs) And uh, that was my graduation announcement was that fish right there. Messing out to the masses. Wow. Yeah, that guy had no business telling you to fish that. No. No, and I I don't – I'm not really usually one to really – I mean – I'm not going to. Okay. Neighborhood ponds, I don't give a rip about. That's just you being (laughs) stingy. But, like, I don't really just go uh, trespassing in the middle of the woods ever. So that was kind of just like a one. That's not me, like, just saying that to cover my butt. But, like, really, I mean, that is probably the only time I've ever just hopped the fence and fished a pond. But, boy, did it pay off. But, yeah, that would have been a really bad time for the game warden to pull up. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Where's your uh, – is something wrong with your trailer? What, are you all yeah. alone? No, my friends just trespassed onto that pond right there. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did you have something you were about to say? No, man, I didn't have a, I didn't have a story. <laughs> I just figured we'd end with something good. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you little dirty rat. I thought you had something. That's why I was sharing something. No, I got something for next time for the loyal listeners. All right. Keep stringing them along. Stringing them along. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get it wrapped up. It's time for uh, some dinner for me and Hudson. So, uh, Hudson. Yeah, time to get- climb back on out of the rabbit hole. I had a fun time in Wonderland. Yeah. Now we're back in the real real world. Um, you know, why is a raven like a writing desk? I, I don't know. I don't even really 
know why you would cheer for Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, but here you are, Hudson, talking hey, about your Ravens. No, no, Lamar Jackson thought he kind of win a Super Bowl Baltimore into giving him the money. And I said, I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl. Another year without a Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. Personally, they should have picked up Baker Mayfield. That's all I got to say. No doubt. <laughs> I'm not agreeing with that or disagreeing with that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you for your take on that, Hudson. I don't really care at all. So, um any other takes besides your Raven Edgar Allan Poe stuff? It wasn't Edgar Allan Poe, Glenn. That was the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland. That's why I freaking said it. Golly. Okay, that guy thing. wrote Alice in Wonderland uh, tripping on acid for a majority of the time. <laughs> That's kind of impressive, actually. Yeah. If anybody watches the movie again recently, any of the movies, you'd probably be like, that makes a lot of sense just because of how weird it is. Boom. There it is. I've never watched the movie, and I probably won't. But if I do, then I'll keep that in mind. But if you do, then you did. So That's right. That'd be good. And if I could, then I would, you know? Sure. Well, hopefully everyone sees a massive eight-pound trout. Eight-pound trout. Eight-pound, nine-pound bass, me and Scout in the canoe this weekend. Uh, maybe I'll go shoot some geese. Maybe I won't, but probably won't. Um and uh yeah it's that time of year dust off the fishing gear maybe take a swing by the old tackle store stretch swipe that card for a few new baits and um start scouting out your favorite location because it's time to catch the big ones i saw today in texas alone this is monday february 5th today it is a monday three share lunkers that's over a 13 pound largemouth bass were caught in the state of texas today so fishing is heating up it's time why don't you get out there and catch you a big old bassaroo so we got some good guests uh lined up in the future here i think it's gonna be a fun fun spring and uh we're really excited um and honored by everyone that listens uh thank you so much thank you especially to our subscribers uh, really means a lot that you would uh, donate a little money towards us and uh, help keep this thing chugging along. Hudson, final time for you to share any thoughts. Go out there, wet a line, and DBI, baby. That's right. DBI. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, the internet yellow hat outdoors and uh always appreciate anyone that likes or leave us like a comment on the show uh does a lot for our morale and i'm sure it does something uh for the algorithm that we don't understand so uh, if you do that that's always appreciated thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week peace out peace